Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast, Season 2. How exciting. Joining me is the fabulous Regold. How are you, Re? I am excellent, honestly, um, but I'm so excited for Season 2. I'm excited to get back to this uh, sense of normalcy. Absolutely. And this episode is brought to you by IDEA, your International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, of which, of course, I'm a member and so many dance studio owners are also members. Tell us, you know, IDEA is is coming up to its fifth birthday, Re. What does IDEA mean to you and how important is it um, for you to be part of this IDEA community and, and bringing together all of these dance studio owners? Ooh, good question. Um, uh, IDEA... When I founded it, it meant one thing. Uh, Today, it means something different. The pandemic made the focus of idea become more of, I don't know, lifting each other up. Yeah. uh, taking responsibility to share information that could help someone. Uh, Idea has become this vibe of camaraderie that I'm very proud of. You should be very proud. And if you are not an Idea member and you would love to become an Idea member, please reach out to us. There's lots of information about Idea at regold.com. Today, Re, we're going to be talking about the what the situation is post-COVID. And we say post-COVID even though we're really not completely post, but we are getting a sense of uh, some things are going back to normal. We're certainly a long way from where we were when we first started this pandemic in terms of what we can do in our dance studios and how we're feeling in our dance studios. And of course, it's a different experience for everybody. I'm on the other side of the world. And so again, it's a very different experience for me than it is for some of our dance studio owners in in Canada. Canada or, or in America. But it's going to be interesting, Re, having a chat about the things that, you know, that we've been through and not just, you know, you and I, but as a dance studio community, because it certainly has been a really interesting time. For me, I'm really lucky. I'm on this side of the world. Most things are back to, and I'm using inverted commas, normal, because, you know, I think words are important and, and normal doesn't really exist anymore but there are many day-to-day things that we are doing um, in our lives including taking our children to dance studios and to you know extracurricular activities that feel just the same as it did you know this time two years ago but it's not so it's not so similar on your side of the world right this is what's happening in in the states uh i'm cautiously optimistic um vaccines are moving faster than we anticipated there are some as far as our business goes there were studio owners who were planning on doing outdoor shows or what i'll refer to as the unconventional recital but have since found out that they can run a recital in an auditorium maybe limited in the number of audience members Mm -hmm. so we're coming back slowly uh what 
what's kind of interesting here in the states is that there are different rules in different states mm. so there are some people who have been back to let's call it almost full capacity down south especially whereas where i'm from in new england we're slowly coming back but we are coming back um i'm optimistic that we are actually going to start a new season of dance with uh more uh what do i want to call it more than what our expectations are i don't mm. know if we'll be at full capacity but we won't be held back in the way that we are now and that's exciting isn't it for dead studio owners all, all oh, around the world. I see a joy. I see people appreciating things that are maybe things that happened in our studios or our classrooms that we didn't realize were so important to us. And now as we come back, this this noticing the joy mm-hmm. of collecting props and lost and found and all the things that used to bother us. Now it's like, oh, isn't it great to be back? (laughs) Absolutely. My kids were lucky enough to be able to go and compete at their first competition since COVID last weekend. And I cannot describe that sense of joy that they had on stage that they, that they missed that we missed seeing them as te- as teachers. They just, it's not something we could have taught. It's not something that we could bottle up. Like I'd love to be able to bottle it up and just bring it out each competition for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like it, it just was a, a different sense of enthusiasm and excitement and passion out there on the stage. I'm going to say that that is something that I hope we continue to appreciate. I hope our kids do. Yep. I hope we as teachers and studio owners do. This, it being taken away, right now you see this new appreciation and I want it to stay that way. Mm, me too. Me too, definitely. The, the, even the parents... I was going to say the whole community. Yeah, yeah. There was an enthusiasm, was like it, it was holistic. The parents were excited. The kids were excited. We as teachers were excited. I was super emotional. I didn't expect myself. I normally, we're not a big competition school, so we don't really, you know, wrap our entire self-worth around the results we get at competition. But I didn't realise how much I was holding inside during the, you know, the entire pandemic time about just wanting my kids back out on stage. And so when they finally were, I was crying over everything. I was, you know, laughing bigger than I was before, crying bigger than I was before, getting, you know, so that that sense of pride was almost overwhelming for me. And it took me a couple of days to kind of process that. But yeah, I really, the same as you, Rhea, I really hope that we don't, we don't lose that when we, when we get back into the swing of things. Yes, ma'am. Um, But if we can reiterate, because you said it and I said it before you, uh, to our listeners, is that sense of joy. Notice it, feel it, roll yourself in it, 
and develop this new sense of, wow, how lucky am I to have this in my life? Yep, absolutely. And do you find, Ree, that the this time with us having to change what we do and how we do it or how we essentially deliver our products and services, do you feel like that has been something that has really stretched our studio owners? I mean, there's, I feel like there's some studio owners that have been doing, you know, big, brave things. For some of them, they would never, never think to, to run a, a class on Zoom, yet they'd bought the technology and it's set up in the studio and they're inspiring their team and, you know, making it happen. How do you feel about the resilience of studio owners during this time? Uh, um, honestly, I am amazed and I, I wish I had a bigger word than amazed. Um, to know studio owners within IDEA and within other organizations that I'm involved, to have created all of this, what I'll call now, I'm using the quotes, um, new stuff. Yeah new programs, new ways to do a recital, new ways to do costumes, because we're forced to. We were, we were, we were rolling along with a model that worked forever. Mm-hmm. And everything got tossed in the air. And as difficult as it was for everybody to figure out what was going to work for them and within their community, mm-hmm they came out with a model that may work long into the future. Yeah, there'll be adjustments. But yes, I think there has been a sense of creativity on the business side and our classroom side. I'll go there real fast. You know, there are many teachers who for years have been walking in and teaching their class, doing a warm-up, doing progressions, doing a combo, and by being limited like we've been limited, you had to get to know your kids. There were, there were teachers who couldn't do a full hour on Zoom, who were now forced to have a 10-minute conversation with their dancers and get to know them and create this intimacy in the right sense of the word with their students And I am hoping they bring that back into the classroom, that it's now, yeah, we're going to give them an awesome class and we're going to make them sweat and we're going to make them feel the passion. But we're also going to communicate better with our kids. We're going to know what's on their minds. We're going to try to understand how they feel in our classroom. And create a new dimension to the education that we offer how is that yeah it's exactly right there's there was so much I feel you know from our perspective whilst we were looking after the kids physical health during the time especially when we're in lockdown and things were bad there was so much emphasis on their social well-being and their emotional well-being as well as their physical well-being our dance classes suddenly became not just about the movement but about that connection and that relationship and I feel that's really strengthened our community overall in terms of the pandemic gave us an opportunity to see who were our people 
and who perhaps were not our people. And, you know, that was that was perfectly said. And I'm sure that people who are listening are nodding their heads. But I want to add to that other part, which is the parents of the kids now realize the value of dance in their children's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And what could be better? I completely agree. I found that um, some of my teachers, when we were doing Zoom classes, they were not taking it as seriously because they weren't in the studio. And what I had, I had to reframe that for them and say, actually, you are more on show as a teacher right now than you will ever be because everyone's at home <laughs> and every, you're up on the big screen at home. You're on the TV in the lounge room. And so the things you're saying and the way that you're teaching and what you're teaching is being you know put out there on show more than it would ever be before so they they all kind of once they had that mindset shift they all took on that opportunity to you know connect with the family members that were in the background making spaghetti bolognese in the kitchen and the dogs that were running across the screen and the brothers and sisters who were joining in or the mums and dads who were joining in it became a whole family experience and and in, then in coming back to the studio now some you know so so many of our teachers are finding that they they have a deeper connection with the families in our community and and they they've built relationship with those people which is really cool and that community is going to continue to grow, but it's going to be a community with a newer, better vibe. I say better because I believe that it will be. Yeah. Um, our communities will grow back and they will grow because of the loyalty of the people that we have been loyal to ourselves through this pandemic, giving more than anyone expected. You know, when you said that about the teachers realizing that they're on the big screen, what that really means is as a teacher, you had to give more energy, Mm -hmm. more of yourself than you do in a classroom. And so bring back that energy to the classroom and you're going to blow away the kids every time. They're going to love every every class. It's going to be the energy level that, I don't know, makes them have more passion. Absolutely. And being able to recognize every child that was in in your little set of squares that you were looking at, you know, there was opportunity for you to kind of zoom in physically and metaphorically to see every child in your class, to make sure that every child was noticed, to make sure everyone was recognised and had a moment to shine. And I think bringing that back into the classroom is really important too. I want to say bingo. (laughs) We'll get you a buzzer, Reed, that you can just hear. Okay, yes, yes, that was it. You get a ding or a buzzer, whatever it is, bingo. This is how I feel about that. If there's one thing that I hope we take back with us when we get back to the new normal. It's the recognition that that once a week kid who came every Wednesday and was on Zoom and just had a passion and you you get done with class, you go, that girl, she has more energy. And yes, she might've been jumping on her bed or her couch. (laughs) 
more energy than I've seen her have. It's this new appreciation for the, I don't want to call them rec kids, but the once a week kids, the kids who are classic in our classic programs of ballet, tap, and jazz, they stuck with us and they deserve what, how do I want to say this, to be equal to every other child, even the ones who dance 10 hours a week as we come into this new world. Yes. It, it, it's going to be important to building that community and that we see a joy, we're back to joy, see a joy in a child who gets a first shuffle ball change. We see a joy in a girl who's trying on her costume for the first time and just feels like, wow, this is the biggest dream coming true for her, that we can recognize those things as much as we recognize a girl who got a triple barrel. Yeah. I want to carry that into this new world. And, and I know it's the secret to growing our businesses. I know it. I know it. I know it. So I have a little story to tell about that. I have to tell you about Billy. So Billy was one of our recreational kids once a week. He came, he did the boys class. He loved it. He was very passionate, but we saw him once a week. And we didn't really in that 45-minute class have an opportunity to really get to know him. When we went into lockdown and we started Zoom classes, Billy was there. He was there for eight years jazz. He was there for advanced ballet. He was there for intermediate acro. He was there. He came to everything, every class. And he didn't necessarily do everything, but you would see him sitting really close to the screen and watching the other kids participate, you know, in advanced ballet and things that were (laughs) far beyond his skill set. But where he could, he participated. He tried musical theatre, he tried tap, he tried all the things. And we just, we just couldn't believe it. We, we, you know, would text each other as a staff group and be like, did Billy come to your class today? Yep, he was in my class. Yeah, he was in my class too. And so then when we came back into the studio, he's now enrolled in one of our performance programs and he's doing everything and he's loving everything. And that passion that he found during that time where he could be inspired by others. You know, that doesn't happen in the classroom often because we've got dancers in one room and then they come and do their class and then they go. They don't get a chance if there is advanced ballet next door to really see it because they're too busy in their own class. So he really had that opportunity to be inspired by the other classes and the other dancers that we have in the studio. And now he's, you know, I want to say he's a lifer. He's He's here. Yeah, he's, he's doing famous. all the things. <laughs> yeah. How would that child have got to know all of your faculty and get to be known by all of them if he wasn't, you know, going at this a unique way? Good for him. I want to say you said his name was Billy. Yes. I want to tell you real fast about Timmy. Yeah. Tim Hickey was his name. He never danced. He was 24, walked into the dance studio, took every class all day long. Wow. Never really stretched out because he started so late, but he really learned how to tap and he took every tap class. 
after five years having never danced, he was performing on Broadway in tap shows. No. So I, yes. So I want you to know that little Billy. Yep. Taking every class, even if he can't do it in the beginning, you watch little Billy. I hope he continues to do that. Me too. I'll pass that story on to him, Ray. That'll be really special. <laughs> Tell me, I'm Ray. Uh, amazed by that story. Oh, and me too. That guy, when he got opportunities, I never got. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hey, I've been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but good for him. It was just all day, every day. He dedicated himself, learned from not being able to do it. Okay, I interrupted you. What was your next? Uh... <laughs> That's okay. I was going to say, what did you, um, and it can be dance or it doesn't have to be dance related, but I just wanted to know what you learnt or what you got to see that you enjoyed or what what were the good things? What were the silver linings that came out of um, the lockdown period and the the pandemic in general for you, Ray? Lots, 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 as I'm sure many of our listeners would say say to that question or answer that question to me it was the end of a rat race Mm. the end of running every single solitary weekend to a different city and believing that if I didn't do this maybe I'm losing my uh speed my my Someone else would do that job. Mm. I realized you're going to laugh. I can turn that really deeper thing into something funny. When I started to have the weekends off, I said, oh, this is how and when people clean a closet. (laughs) Oh, this is when you clean that drawer. (laughs) Like I started to realize I had stacks of papers that were five years in the stack. I just built on that because I'd work five days or four or three, travel, go to a weekend. And I'm going to say that I won't go back to that again. Mm. And that your drawers are immaculate. I'm going to say I lost interest. (laughs) I'm revealing that to everybody. I lost interest in the cleaning up my my surroundings and got more into um, creating new things. Yeah. Yeah. It stretched us as well, didn't it? As as content creators, not just in the studio, we had to diversify. Absolutely. And how many tools might we not have discovered that we now use on a daily basis had it not been for us having to lock down and figure this out? This knowledge of technology, and I was going to say among dance people, but I'll say among the whole world in general that has been forced upon us, but I think will be with us forever. I had forced Zoom upon you many years prior. I, I knew that was coming. I, I would left the door open for that. 
I take full credit. I have to tell the, all the listeners because this is the start of season two. When we started season one of the podcast, I would get on Zoom uh, very early in the morning here in Australia. It's The sun is coming up as I'm talking, but for Rhea, it, it's late afternoon. But the Zoom camera would open and there'd be 40 people there sorting out Rhea's technology and then they'd make sure it was fine and then he, w- he would appear. I say 40, I think it was two. <laughs> But it t- it took a whole team to create the, oh, the Zoom yes. connection, and now and I'm so when, proud of you because it's just you here today. <laughs> it's just me, and I've learned, and I've taught people, I've taught dance teachers, I've taught other people how to use Zoom and different things related to Zoom. But yes, I admit it. It took two people, and. Then if one of them wasn't in the room with me, I got really nervous during the actual recording of it because I was so afraid of the technology. Because I was on the other side of the world and you were thinking, how's that going to work? She's in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) But we made it happen. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm grateful. Thank you. And I'm not as... uh, fearful of learning it for myself. I find myself uh, different things related to my website and pixel codes that you put on your website and different things that I'm learning. And I feel this is good for our listeners. Don't fear it. Go to YouTube, type it in and learn how to do it. There's a video on absolutely everything, isn't there? everything that you want to do and i'm okay with it and just have that video up and hit pause and go do the first thing it says play it a little more hit pause do the second thing it says and you're done and you feel like you're a tech person so your closets may be still not tidy but you've learned a lot of new tech ray Yes, yes. And I've cooked a lot. I've made, uh, that's one thing that I've consistently done through the last year. That's always fun. Cooking for me is the, if I've got time to get to the kitchen and to prepare something, you know, with lots of love for my family, then I know I'm having a good week. Yeah, it's soothing. Even doing the dishes afterwards. Soothing. Is soothing. I know that will sound weird to our listeners and maybe to you as well, but I don't know. There's something about cooking it and then cleaning it all up and being done with it. Tying a ribbon on the whole process. (laughs) There will be people listening to this podcast as they're doing dishes and and we salute you. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then as the night goes on, you keep walking back to the refrigerator for the leftovers of that really awesome dish. (laughs) That's another podcast, though. I love it. This has been good fun, Ree, getting back into the swing of our podcast recording. I hope that everybody who is listening is enjoying the episodes. Please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and let us know if there are things you would love us to cover in Season 2 because, of course, we have a lot of a lot of potential in Season 2 to be able to get stuck into some new and exciting topics. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And for Ree... Uh, This episode was, of course, sponsored by IDEA, and you can find out more about IDEA at regold.com. Awesome. Hey, everybody listening, this is where I'm taking you back to 
what a journey it's been this last year. But I think at this point, we should be enjoying the journey and the future and looking forward to it more than ever. So enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 